to the arts programme. Oh, I've got got to turn on my own mic. Welcome to the Arts Programme on Ross FM and uh, we have an interesting programme for you today. We have a guest on the line. Um, Her name is Anna King. She's an artist in her own right and um, she's talking about, well, there's a project in Balahadrine herself, Norik Malloy and um, Julie Sharkey are involved in this project in uh, Balahadrine and uh, Anna King will be in here or will be on the phone chatting with us about Placeways and this is a unique mapping experience that explores emotional, culture, social and even spiritual relationships with places. Now I think this is very interesting because you know your place and you know all about it so um, um, you know I think this will be an interesting thing. Uh, Anna can you hear me? I can. Thank you for having us today. Not at all, Amy. You're more than welcome. You were in here with us before, um, maybe last year sometime? I wasn't, but um, Julie and Nolik. Yes, yes, Yes. I've forgotten. You weren't able to make it that day. I I think this is an amazing uh, project, Um, a relationship with with places. Tell us a little bit about the project. How did it come about? Um, well, maybe if I just give you a very brief yeah. overview of the actual Creative Places Balladerine project, yeah. briefly. I mean, apart from Julian Nullock, we're um, involved, or the supporting um, agency, I suppose, is the Ross Common County Council. So we, we work very closely with Mary Smith, who's the public health yes. officer. Um, and as well, importantly, we all work very closely in collaboration with Town Team Steering Group, and they're made up of a whole range of different community groups within the area, within the surrounding area, um, as well as, I believe, some, some businesses as well. So this, <clears throat> the Creative Places Balladerine Project is part of a national network of Creative Place projects um, funded by the Arts Council, and I believe, I think there's about 17 of these projects nationwide, and the objective of these projects is really to provide art funding to particular areas that have never availed before of, of this kind of funding. So I suppose the objective is really to be as inclusive as possible. So that sort of un- underlies a lot of our um, intentions on the project. Um, yeah, so Balladerine, Creative Places Balladerine is a relatively new project. We're in our first year of funding. Um, and it's primarily a research and development year, but um, all the artists and people involved will also be working um, with the local community to support and help our projects throughout the year and moving forward as well. Um, <clears throat> so basically, um, I think the objective of the overall sort of national programme is really to establish resources of different areas um, and also that are already available in the area and for instance like here we have in Ballaradurine such an amazing heritage site just one example um, so there are a lot of resources already in the areas but to kind of get the communities I suppose and the people together to have a strong voice on moving forward what needs they might have in order to create a strong and vibrant art infrastructure in the area I guess um, and so far, we, we launched the project before Christmas last year. We had a lovely little gathering um, in Durkins, and we had tea and coffee and introduced ourselves and members of the local community and jo- um, joined us. So that was lovely. Um, 
Um, this year, Nolik has organized and ran a really beautiful workshop. Uh, I think you might have attended. I didn't get to it, no, but I, I, I really uh, regret not being able to go. It was about, um, it was, um, what was the result? Paper. Yeah, yes. Yeah. St. Bridget's so Day. It was around St. Bridget's Day. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. So I couldn't make it either, unfortunately. Okay. Well, she'll have to run another one for you and me. <laughs> yeah, just for us. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, we invite other people to join us. No, look, did you hear yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, the other, we had recently as well um, an artist meetup, which was in, in particular for creatives in the area to kind of gather and to maybe set up a network of support for themselves. And from that, we maybe we hope to sort of identify certain funding streams that local groups um, can apply to, and we hopefully can provide some support around that as well. So yeah, so there's a lot of creative projects in 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 hopefully coming up soon um, and my Placeways project is one of those Placeways is an interesting um, heading, it's an interesting name on a project tell us a little bit yeah, um, I suppose it came out of me thinking I wanted to sort of share some contemplative walks around the community principally, or initially it was principally to really meet people because obviously I'm new to the area and I wouldn't be familiar with either the landscape and the townscape. So for me, the way I work is very much sort of walking around, getting to know people, um, identifying certain sites and visiting them. So I had a lovely day there the other day visiting the well, the town well, and the old flax mill, um, beautiful, beautiful places. And... Yeah, so from there, I started thinking about mapping. Um, traditionally, we kind of know of maps, or we think often think of maps as a way to plot directions, I suppose, that enable us to navigate through space and place, is the way I'd kind of describe it. Um, and what I wanted to do is maybe look at more emotional and symbolic mapping. And by that, what I mean is what's our emotional and symbolic relationship with place. So... Um, so Placeways, I suppose, represents that. It's a way of exploring, um, in particular, our, both our past and our present relationship with place, but also, really importantly, to sort of take moments to imagine maybe our future relationship with place. So what might we like our place to look like in 50 years, or what would we like our... our what would the feelings I like to have about where I live, what would I... How can I imagine those and then... Um, I suppose, plot them onto the map and then work together with the community towards achieving those objectives or intentions, I guess. I can see, I can see how easy it would be for local people who are attached to the area to be able to um, plot and, and memory and use their their time as childhood memories, etc., etc., uh, to to put this project together mm. but looking into the future mightn't be as easy no and that's okay i mean yeah. different people the, the thing about community gatherings is we have people with different strengths often yeah. different interests so um certainly i um, i'm glad you mentioned that because this is i really would love this call today to be a call out to the community to come and join us on these walks um the more the merrier and the more opportunity we get to to meet people and to hear stories um, and those stories might be just about the heritage of the area in terms of just good of facts 
but also I'd personally would really lovely to he- love to hear um, people's personal stories. So are there, is there anybody in the community who remembers gathering water from the well? I would just love to, to speak to you. Um, so yes, some people will have very long memories of the area um, and other people may have joined the area quite recently and are establishing, I suppose, a new relationship with the area and that's why we're working on this project. It's to sort of, I suppose, integrate those different needs but also just to explore how we can support the various different needs around the place, the different objectives people have as well um, and how we can create beautiful art projects that really um, celebrate our connection with beautiful Balladarina. And Anna, I see it as creating a community. I think very much so creating a community from from the old stories, the new stories, and as you said, developing, moving forward, what you would like Balladarina to uh, achieve or... Yeah. And that might be different things for different people and that's why we're here, I suppose, to plot those things and to consider them in more depth and to explore them because often what happens with projects is people go in with a particular idea about what they think they either want or what they'd like to achieve. Um, and then when we collab- work collab- the beauty of working collaboratively is we I, it's very creative because you, you spark off of each other. So each other's needs create a new need and it's a way of building and layering experiences and that's the beauty of art. Art is can be can be very abstract and it can enable us to kind of really work through those sometimes difficult emotional experiences that people have. And um, yeah, so it's a it's a kind of a layered experience I suppose in that sense is a nice way of describing it. Okay, now you have um, posters, um, place with explore your past, present, and future, and you have walks coming up. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you, do you have to be fit to do these walks? Okay, well, that's a very good question. Um, initially, I had explored the idea of doing quite long walks so that we could, whoever was on the walk, would be able to get a sense of the different landscapes around Paladrine as well as the, the inner townscape. Um, but I think upon reflection and particularly with discussions with the group, we decided to do very short 15-minute walks. There's okay. one that possibly will be about 20. Um, um, just to make it as inclusive as possible, really, because some people won't be able to, to walk long distance. We will start at specific heritage sites, for instance, like the Old Creamery and the railway station, and then slowly meander and navigate our way towards the um, Balladrine Community Garden. And so that will be the, the point at which we finish the walk for all of the different contemplative walks. Um, so I am conscious that some people may not be able to be physically able to join us on those walks. And because of that, I invite you then to meet us directly at the garden okay. um, because the, the walk won't finish there. I have some surprises, which um, some activity, well, you know, just surprises. surprises there at the garden that I won't share today. <laughs> um, but also it will be an opportunity to possibly pop over to the new cafe in, I think it's called Pixies, um, which is very close. It's only, a, you know, a minute away and grab a tea or a coffee or a biscuit or whatever and then we can sit um, and really I suppose reflect further on some of the themes and stories that came up during the walk Um, so to answer your question we do need to be able to walk safely through the town um, and obviously just 
you know, just bring clothing that's suitable, water mm-hmm. machines, and, you know, if the weather, you know, the good old Irish weather and all that. Yeah. <laughs> An umbrella and sunglasses, yes, I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've never been to Balahadrain. I know of Balahadrain, but I've never actually been to Balahadrain. But looking at the... Um, um, the list of places and sorry my phone is making noises because I'm looking at the posters on my phone oh, right, right. the old creamery yeah. the former station house yeah. Plaques Mill Castlemore Castle the Convent of Mercy the old mill chimney Dylan and Partridge family tombs uh, Tower House and Shambles um, Edmonton House um, Trans have Trans people would have experience of transport and we'll spend yeah. some time exploring just on that note there yeah. Ursula, just the, the, the Edmondson Town House visit will require transport but the reason I've kind of just included that really is um, it's a beautiful time of the year to celebrate um, uh, spring um, and the turning of spring I guess so that will be a short um, walk around their gardens but the actual um, walk itself that is part of the contemplative walks will start at the town well. At the town well, okay. Yeah, that's the the plot. And then the plots in the market square, Dylan's Strictly Family, Strickland Family Tombs, Hydropower Station, I didn't even know we had one, Peregrine and the Edwardian uh, Post Box. Yeah. There's quite quite a lot. Yeah, well, those are, most of them are quite next to each other. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll take I'll, each walk will inform how the next walk goes. So we'll see what works and what doesn't as we as we move forward. Um, I suppose what I'm thinking so is, I'm, what, what I'm thinking is, there's a, quite a lot there for a little town. I, I presume, as I said, I've never been to Balladrine, well, yeah. but there's a lot to see and a lot. Which would people would have memories of, and people would new people coming in. I'm sure would be delighted to to know the story mm. behind or the memories of the old yeah. creamery. I'm sure there's loads of memories of that. Yeah. Um, I know. don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I'd really love it if people have photographs of some of these places as well to sort of connect the stories visually as well. So that would be really lovely if people could bring along some photographs, or maybe even contact me beforehand. Uh, just emphasize that I'm I'm not a, a sort of a specialist in Balladrine heritage, so I'm there on the to learn, to learn yeah. and to hear from from the community, yeah. you know, their stories. I think that's an amazing project. So we do. I mean, I can see, you know, if you ask me about where I went to school, um, land around how houses have been built on what maybe was. Um, you know, where there was trees growing, um, where our old pump was gone. You know, I could I could sit for hours telling a story. So I, I think that's I think that's an amazing project. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I really do. Forward to it. I'm very excited. And then after the walks, the full contemplative walks, the the content that was gathered and the relationships formed um, will hopefully then feed into a further workshop called a sense of place, and that's going to take place. I think it's the first week of April. It's on it's on the poster um, um, in the Family Resource Centre. And this um, workshop, well, before the workshop, I will I will sort of revisit some of the sites that we've walked on or to, 
as well as some of the some of the sites in the surrounding area and I'll gather natural materials from these areas um, and I will bring them to the workshop and the participants will be invited I suppose to um, join me in a visualization and a meditation that engages all of the five senses and then from that we will be using what I call contemplative practices to um, express creatively the feelings, emotions and um, thoughts and stories that come up in relation to place. Right, well, um, that uh, Sense of Place workshop is taking place on the 9th of April between 11 and 1pm yeah. and the venue is... The Family Resource Centre. Okay, um, and that's for anybody who doesn't know Everybody in Balladrine probably does, but I don't. It's uh, St. John's Terrace, uh, Balladrine. And there's a telephone number. Now, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, um, we're running out of time, I didn't realise I should have given you more time. Sorry, Anna. If somebody wants to get in contact with you uh, yes. or with your project, how do they go about that? Well, there's a number of ways. You can um, either email um, creativeplacesbala at gmail.com there's tons of information on my own personal website which is just very easy to remember my name Anna King with a dot IE so it's www.annaking.ie I have a couple of pages with all the details of where the walks are taking place you don't actually need to book for the walk um, if you want to ring me as well to get more information 086 395 is my number um, and also, I would like to just say that this walk, um, these walks um, are just a start. If people want to, to do further walks, then we're very much open to developing that. And as well, if the workshop is something that resonates with, with people and even groups in the area, and they would like to invite me to run a, one of these workshops specifically for their group, then we can organise that as well at a later date. Okay, and um, messages coming in here... Um few people saying, one person saying sounding great, another person saying sounds really interesting. Um, Anna, um, nice to hear you on the radio. This is just coming in on my phone. I'm trying to keep up with the with the social media as well as... Uh, great. Yeah. So there is, interest, there is interest there, Anna. And I'm interested, even though I'm not from Balahadreen or anything like that. Mm. I just think it's amazing. Great. So, so just give me the website again. or the fa- Have you a Facebook page? You told me that. Um, we don't have a Facebook page. The town team have a Facebook page. Yes. They um, share um, content for us. Our um, Instagram is really where we're active as our group, our little group, and that is Creative Places Bala. Creative Places Bala. Yeah, there might be an underscore between Creative Places and Bala, I think. I need to check. But, yeah, you'll find it if you just put that in. But also the website um, really has a lot of information. It just gives people time to sort of just read through and reflect a little bit about whether it is something that resonates with them. And if it, and even to sort of inquire, really, and, and if they have some ideas themselves of something similar that they'd like to run, it, you know, it might spark off other ideas for groups in the area as well. So we're very, very open as a, as a, as a group, as a group. To, to sharing these experiences with as many people as possible with, um, and with as many different groups. And Anna, can I just ask you, um, maybe in the future you'll come back and tell us how this is going so we can keep up with your uh, sense of place? Yeah. 
I'd love, creative... to. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having having me today. And I, I'll give you a little message over the airways. Uh, Nunak Malloy has sent in a message as well to say she's tuned in. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. Great. Lula and Sharkey are the other two people that are involved in this project with you, isn't that right? That's right, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And thank you so much for joining us uh, on, on uh, the Arts Programme on Mass FM. Uh, you are an artist in your own right, so some other time I'll catch up with you in your art, uh, with your art hat on. And... Uh, Catch up with you soon. Thank you so okay. much, Anna. And thank you. No, thank you. I'm I'm honoured to be here. Take care now. Well, I'm honoured to be talking to you as well. And thank you. Uh, and we we'll catch up soon. Thank you. And yeah. um, that was um, Balahad Dream Project. And um, Bernard Town Festival will be on on the 19th of April to the 21st of April. Um, it's um, a writing um, book. Um, people who, are, who who like reading books, writing books, authors, all that sort of thing, come to Granard and uh, spend the weekend at the festival. This year, uh, Noel Monon is the inaugural artist in residence, and he's launching his new uh, his new work. Uh, Noel is a resident, or is, um, was born in Granard in County Longford, North Longford, and um, some time back I met Noel in Ballymahan, and we chatted with Noel about his life, his life, and his life as. Um, a writer, and uh, I thought I'd play that again today. Now, Noel said something during that interview that has stuck with me, and it's, yeah, the stern of a poem. And you'll hear Noel uh, saying them words, and I thought they were magical, really, when I heard them, the stern of a poem. Um, Noel had been uh, invited to take part in the Battle of Balnamuk, um, the celebrations that were on late last year, and uh, Noel is a well-known writer, well-known author as well, so here we are. Noel Monaghan from Granadine County Longford, now living in County Cabin, uh, poet, author and inaugural artist in residence at the Granard, um Book Town Festival, April the 19th to the 21st. And I think you might have to book, so we'll be worth looking that up, so it would. Noel Monaghan. Ursula Edward for the Arts Programme on Ross FM and I, I am absolutely delighted to be first of all in the library here in Ballymahan in County Longford and uh, to be sitting chatting with Noel Monaghan, poet, the author of eight collections of poetry and the ninth, uh, which is called Journeys Upstream, is um, it's on its way, it's almost here. Noel, you're welcome to the Arts Programme on Ross FM. Hi, Ursula. Delighted to be here and uh, delighted to be in the library in Ballymahon. Uh, it is. It's a beautiful... It's a it new is, library. It's new. It's, uh, beautiful. I just had a workshop upstairs and uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Now, no, um, I know where you're from, but will you tell our listeners where you're from? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm actually a Longford man, you know, living in Cavan. I was born in Granard. County Longford, and uh, I'm a proud Granard man in many ways. I was uh, in Granard there for the Booktown uh, festival, festival, and I enjoyed it. I had a great time reading in Faye's pub there, and a great crowd turn out. So I was delighted to be back home there. And uh, I left Granard actually, you know, when I was uh, 12 and a half to go to secondary school, boarding school. I ended up in St. Norbert's College in Kinnacross and spent five years there. I was generally happy there. I wrote about it, chalked us, you know, and it was dramatised in Rama Theatre. Park McIntyre was the director and we had great fun. And then it caught COVID. And lo and behold, that was the end of Chalk Dust. 
But it's still around and can be re-enacted. Oh, it is very much around, and uh, hopefully it'll be it'll have a resurrection some of these days. So you're from a very unique uh, townland in Granard. Yeah, the name of the townland is unique. Balnagal, Balya Nangal, the town of the foreigners. You know, I think that goes back. The Gauls generally, well, th- that word was used generally referring. Uh, more to the Vikings, I think, than to the British, you know, as such. There's a Balnagal in Kerry, and I think there are a few more throughout Ireland, where there were new people coming in, you know. You could say that all Ireland is a Balnagal now. Yes, it is. And we welcome all our Balnagals. Of course we do, yeah. Tell us a little bit of how you, you're a, a teacher. I'm not quite sure if you're retired yet. I'm retired, or I'm be. retired. I am, yeah. I, I just look fresh, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been the bread for Granard. Well, it was. At the baker's. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I, I retired a good few years now, and I was very happy to be working at St. Clair's College in Bally James Duff. I taught English and history there for many years, and uh, great students. It was a great experience there. I ended up as deputy principal of the college, and uh, I loved it. But I started writing poetry. Well, there, there were the days when, you know, when you were teaching, you had three months summer holidays, and you had, you know, Christmas holidays. And I liked teaching, and uh, I also wanted to write. And when you teach English and teach English poetry, you get tired of teaching other people's poetry, and I decided <laughs> to write it myself, you know, and with some success. And that's what happened, really. Oh, wait a minute now, sorry. Not yeah. with some success, with well, great success. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, I, was, I have uh, a list of credits uh, here that if yeah. I read them all out, we wouldn't hear any more about <laughs> no, you. No, no. <laughs> you you've right. been very successful. Yeah. Thanks, Ursula. You know, but I loved, I loved writing, and uh, I loved giving workshops and uh, I started publishing with Salmon uh, Jessie Lendeni is the the person in charge of Salmon, she founded it down in Galway many years ago oh, must be over 40 years now and she's one of the biggest publishers of poetry in the world, okay. you know what I mean not, not just in Ireland but in the world itself, you know So it's, I said eight collections Yes, correct, yes And of course, um Journey upstream. Is Journey, up, it will be the ninth. Yeah, that's that's due yeah. out with Sam, and you know I'm delighted that that's forthcoming. And is that such. poetry? All poetry as well. It's uh, it's all poetry. There's one long poem in it, minute, minute calling. You see, I was a student in minute for a while, and uh, and I I got delight fantastic out of it. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't suited for that. I hadn't a calling, and uh, I got out, and uh, there's a long poem there that I hope people will enjoy. And I suppose, you know, everything we do in our, in our life's journey is part of our life's journey. It is, it is. Whatever yes. it is, yes, yeah. good or bad, yeah, it is exactly. part of our... And it, uh, it makes us who we are. Oh, exactly. Oh, no, I was delighted to be there. I was also delighted that I had the wisdom to make that decision and get out when you're not suited. You and know? then I suppose back, I didn't intend to get onto this, yeah. but back in them days that wouldn't have been an easy decision. No, it was very hard. Yes. And that's what the poem is about, how hard that was to leave, you know, and come out and face the public. But I must admit that my parents were great and the people in Granite were very supportive. I remember you know, people supporting me, uh, you know. Mm. I, I think I was delivering furniture for a while after that before I 
went to America to raise money to further my education, you know, yes, such. So uh, people in Granite were very, very good to me. Yeah, Granite people are. They I mean, are, the generous, And the community around people. as well. Very, yeah, 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 wonderful yeah. people. I can say that because I'm from Granite as well, as you know. That, that's right, yes. <laughs> I'm from Killardy. Killardy, yeah. Muckerstaff. Muckerstaff, you know, <laughs> you know my own relations are, are there. You know, Dickie Monaghan and Richard, you know, uh, from Muckerstaff. Yes, you yes. Know? Yeah. You, you had three months off in the summer. That's what made you start writing a bit. I think that, that was it, really. You know, that I had that free time and uh, I had a desire to write, really. I'd, I felt I had something to say, you know. I had been involved with musicals. I, I did the school musicals way back. Like, I started off with the Mikado. I directed the Mikado in St. Clair's College. Then I went from there to, to Sound of Music, to Oliver, Fiddler on the Roof, and then I started writing my own music, you know. And we did Deirdre of Sorrows, and we did the uh, Pie Piper. But so they were all big school musicals, but on in St. Joseph Hall in Bally James stuff. About 2,000 people would attend those over four so days. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or thereabouts. I began to realise then that music wasn't really taken off. You know, these were extravagant uh, undertakings and were going nowhere. And then somebody says, your lyrics are very good, maybe a lot better than your music. <laughs> so I, made left the band. I took the hint. You I left, left the, the band. band, yeah. And I took up, I took <coughs> poetry, sent a poem. I think the first poem I ever got published was The Bishop's Gallop, sent it down to Jesse Lindenny. He said, I love it, and I'm going to publish it. And, I, and then I found that The Honest Old Man in Belfast took another poem, and that was it. The rest is history. They began to, you know... The Irish Times took an interest in me and they began to publish poems and that was it, you know. And I know one of your collections has been, um, a lot of your collections has been translated into other languages. That's right, yeah. yeah you and know. Would you have one in particular, the French collection? I have, yeah. Celui qui porte en veau, the one who carries the calf or the calf bearer. Some the publishers in France saw this poem, liked it a lot, and said they have a translator who would like to engage and translate a number of my poems. So I said I was delighted, and they did, and uh, hence the book was out. You know, now, I know Granard has tied itself up with a town uh, in France. They might, they might take heed that there's a, a, a Granard person has already been published uh, and his work related to Granard is out there in France and in French, and maybe they might be interested. Well, maybe next year when you're having... Exactly. The, yes. Yeah. The last time we met was in Ballinamuck. That's right, yes, we, uh, and it was great to see you there. Ballinamuck, that was a, it was a privilege to be there, because Ballinamuck and Granard have a very strong Tom relationship, Clenches. you know. Uh, the 1798 rebellion, great number of granite people died at that, and there's a lovely Celtic cross to them on the hill going up to the church, uh, commemorating Balnamuk, you know. And uh, also, my father always told me that some of his forefathers died there, was executed there uh, in granite. You see, it was 
a ferocious, really, war. The 1798 rebellion was a very tough rebellion. And the executions after in Balnamog... Exactly. They were dying, really. When I was asked to do this reading in Balnamog, I felt I better honour the pain that these people experienced. And what the sacrifice... sacrifice And how much... You know, dedication was there, you know, and it, it's a credit to Balnamuk that they had that event and they ma- made such a success out of it. I was So I felt it was a privilege to be there and uh, I wrote a poem to commemorate it. You, know. you share that poem with us? I'd love to Balnamuk listeners is in North County Longford. Uh, the Battle of 98 um, would be well known in history and it connected with... Um, Granard as well, they were on their way to Granard. This is Noel Monaghan, author and poet, reading a, a, a piece that he, a poem, is that what I would call yes, it a poem? poem yes. Yeah, that he wrote to um, commemorate. Yes. Commemoration, Balnamuk, 1798. It all happened in the long ago, weeks before we dug the potatoes. There were rumours of liberation everywhere. The French are on their way. Today we are left to remember Balnamuk and the ghosts of 98. We recall the chaos of it all. Clash of metal ringing out, soldiers shouting, cavalry charging, the wounded shoving moss into their wounds, the dead and dying abandoned in bog holes. Listen. Can you hear the hills shout their goodbyes? Let the familiar place names ring in your ears. Kilty Creva, Shan Hill, Fairglass Lock, Drumgort, Gaig. Pain still endures here. These fields continue to speak to our memory. Our hearts are filled with mixed emotions. Love, fear, sadness, anger. Trees wail with the sorrow of rain. Blackberries bleed on thorns. Slow breath, last breath of the hanged and drowned. Bubble of bog water bubbling up from below. Underworld of prayer in Irish. Old women gather round. Yet there is solace here. Our heroes live on. The Gunner McGee, General George Blake, Brave Robin Gill of Farn Drummond, Balnamuk, continues to connect with us, to inspire us. It's a place to be creative. A place drifting in and out of the rhymes and rhythms of fields. A hare's corner to endure the withering winds of winter. That's, um, that sums up the landscape and the story of Balnamuk very well. Um, Thank you. Being from Granard, I would maybe yeah. not have... Research. I wouldn't have researched it the way you did, but yeah. from what I would know, yeah. you know, and and, and um, 
the terrain. Oh, the terrain, we... you know, I walked that area just to be sure, you know, and saw the Boglands area. And, you know, I was aware that, you know, the French, you know, surrendered and they were let free, you know, but unfortunately the Irish, you know, I mean, were really given a very harsh treatment. And Granard was waiting for the arrival of, okay. uh, of Humbert and, and his men. I think he had just over a thousand men, a thousand French soldiers. But the fun was, I read the poem Celuiki Portanvaux in French to commemorate, possibly... Because the, yeah, the French connection was there. the French connection. Delegation was there. Yeah, you know, and I read it in French because I thought maybe this is... After two hundred years, yeah, uh, you know, they were just uh, speaking. We were back speaking French again. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's always delighted to to link up with us. No, it was something else. So uh, Noel and uh, journey upstream is on the way. It is, yeah. And and that's poetry. Poetry, yes, a poetry book, full poetry book, really, and it, it'll be. Uh, Launched in uh, shortly. Yeah, <laughs> shortly. Yeah. It's not already launched, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with you. Yeah, no, no, Tell hard. me just something. Um, when you're writing a poem, is it or do you know what triggers the poem? After something triggers it. I was just dealing with that in the workshop this morning. You know, you write about the stronger energies or feelings that you have at a particular time. So whatever it is, it could be troublesome or it could be a happy occasion. But you're right, whatever is immediate and has the most energy, you know. And that's what I call it the stirring of a poem. Stirring. Yeah, the stirring of that's a, a poem that way. won't yeah. move away, yeah. won't go away, so you have to deal with it. Yeah, the stirring yeah. of a poem. Yeah. I love that uh, terminology. Right. That exactly yeah. gets it. Yeah, that's it. Because sometimes it's even a word, a line that you heard somebody saying, you think yeah. it's going round in my head, yeah. I have to do something yeah, no, about yeah. it, or it's something yeah. you see. Yeah, exactly. Noah, can I thank you so much? for uh, giving us this time on the Arts Programme on Ross FM. Uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, an amazing career. I really wish, listeners, I had time to go through this, but I'm sure you can be Googled. Oh, I can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noel Monaghan can be Googled. Noel Monaghan Poetry. Noel Monaghan Poetry can be Googled. And thank you, Ursula. My pleasure. I'm delighted. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure to catch up yeah. with you. And no doubt we'll catch up with you at some stage in the future as well. Lovely. Maybe sometime you're in Roscommon. Exactly. I give readings way back in Roscommon Town and, and with Roscommon writers groups. And My mother was from Roscommon. Was she? Strokestown, just outside Strokestown, a place called Corro, Corro, the Red Marsh. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, poetry festivals. Yes, uh, that's right. So it's a wonderful place. No, well, thank you so much. Thanks a million, Arthur. I hope you've enjoyed that chat with Noel Monaghan, who would be um, at the um, Granard Book Town Festival, which is on in April, uh, and you can look it up, uh, Google them, and um, you will be able to catch up with the information. And as I said, I think you have to book uh, some of the events, um, and but it looks like a pretty good lineup uh, so far, from what I can see. And I wish them all the best, so I do. Now, a few little things here, a little few bits of information. First of all, the RT Folk Awards were on last night and Roland and Miles were taking part. Uh, they had been nominated. I haven't had a chance to catch up on that. Um, 
Shutter Menick, uh, Creative Heartlands and Stroke Sound House uh, were provided uh, the artificial in, um, AI uh, training course um, on last Monday, which was amazing. Now, I, I know nothing about artificial intelligence uh, whatsoever, but it was a mind-opening course. Uh, Lee Williamson uh, was the tutor, Creative Heartland, uh, Stuart was there from Creative Heartland, and Struxton House was the venue. And we had the opportunity to see the, um, the camera, the uh, photographic lab in Struxton House, which had never been uh, updated or repaired or you know, it was, was left as it was when uh, the house was taken over uh, and was well worth seeing. Again, some amazing old equipment uh, and how photographs were developed uh, was just, just amazing. Don't forget the drama festival is on here in Roscommon starting on the 1st of March and uh, I think I got through some of my list of things. Uh, did you like that word, the stirring of a poem? Noel Monaghan. Yeah, it stuck with me. It was it was just, it sounded, you know, when you have a poem in mind, it's stirring. And I, I liked it, so I did as well. A lady by the name of Kay passed away, and this was one of her favourite songs. And I just thought, uh, she was an amazing lady. She had, uh, I've done a few interviews with her over the years, and I just thought, for today, I'll play Kevin Barry. And that is true, Kevin Barry was reinterred and uh, there's a stained glass window to him in Dublin. So uh, just remembering Kay there. Just want to say hello to anyone who had a birthday over the weekend. Anne-Marie, fellow blue uh, party goers. Jerry, including yourself with your beard, blue beard. Um, and it was a lovely party and thanks again. Happy birthday. Um, and happy birthday to anyone who's having a birthday today. Um, 1971, on the 15th of February wonder what happened. Well, I can tell you. It was Decimal Currency Day. We changed from punts and shillings and pence to um, decimal currency. And the number of pence in a pound was reduced from 240D, because we call them D, to 100 pence. That was on the 15th of February, 1971. We've seen a few other little bits of pieces of information here. Um... The Genie Johnson in 2003, a replica of the Genie Johnson had to drop anchor in, anchor in Valencia Island due to strong ones, winds. And I actually think that Aer Lingus cancelled flights that day as well. So uh, that was another uh, an important event. Um, 23rd of February, Isabella Wilde uh, passed away. She was the brother of Oscar Wilde and she's buried in Edgestown in County Longford. She was aged nine. Some people say she was actually younger, but um, something in, in, in that young age. Um, Oscar Wilde um, never got over her uh, over her death and when he was died, they found a lock of hair with him. Uh, there was two other sisters that uh, died in a fire. They lived up um, Mead, up that way someplace, and they died... Um, one of the girls' dresses caught fire and um, the other girl went to save her and both of them died as a result of that fire. They were stepsisters of um, Oscar Wilde and his sister. That's uh, that. And they're buried, she's buried in Edgestown, so she is in County Longford. The first baby, in 1990, the first baby is born in the new maternity hospital in uh, Bethlehem. 
that was a hospital that was uh, built by the Order of Malta and it's not too far away from where Jesus was born. I want to ask you a few little things here as well. This is the arts programme and I'm just putting a call out there. Um, if anyone is an artist and they would like to come on the programme, that means you're a painter, you're a writer, you uh, do woodwork, whatever. Anything in the arts world is where I'm, I'm coming from. And uh, if you have um, an art, you know, whatever the, your art uh, discipline is, uh, you're more than welcome to come on the arts programme. Just let me know that you would be interested in coming on the arts programme. We can make, a, um, make arrangements for that. There's one other thing I just want to um, think. The blizzard conditions that affected Ireland, County Roscommon in particular, was around this time of the year. In, um, and I can't find the year here, but it was way back. Um, the people of Ireland were snowed in, and County Roscommon was very badly, uh, very very badly hit. And that's something that we should do something about and do a bit more research on that. Tomorrow is um, the extra day in the month, the 29th of February. Uh, it's a leap year. What does that mean? Well. Any you single ladies out there? Off you go. Ask him, will he? Ask her, will she? It's um, it's um, it's a leap year. Okay, so now my next song is um, Ronan and Miles. I think Miles is in this one, and it is um, they were playing in the backstage in Longford last uh, Saturday night, and again uh, a nice uh, crowd had turned up. And um, an interesting, um, interesting music. It was a Cunningham guy. I can't think of his first name. Played uh, in front before them, and again, a lovely, gentle voice. And uh, somebody I will be trying to catch up with and see. Um, we can see more about him as well. That's that. Can I just tell you as well, um, Niall Tig and Porrick Joyce, who were guests on our programme um, maybe last year, early last year, have a new uh, song out. Well worth a listen. That's it from me for the Arts Programme for this week. Join us next uh, next Wednesday. Uh, thank you to MJF Electrical, uh, who are the sponsor of the Arts Programme, and um, we're very grateful for sponsorship. Um, keeps the programme going. Thank you. See you next week.